Welcome to the First Church Podcast, a resource of First Church of God in Columbia City, Indiana. Our goal is to provide you with tools that you can use to help you in your new or growing relationship with Jesus Christ. Hi, I'm Jordan Chapel, the middle school pastor here at First Church of God. Welcome to the podcast. Today we're going to be in the book of Judges as we walk through this timeless series together where we uh, spend one week in each book of the Bible. And this podcast is meant to be uh, as, a, as a supplementary resource um, to our Sunday gatherings. And so we, we are so excited about what God's doing in our midst. And we hope you can join us on, on Sundays. Uh, and if you can't, you can catch up with those services uh, right here on the same podcast feed. Um, but like I said, uh, when we started off in this journey, uh, the purpose of this podcast is to maybe hit things from a different angle or have an opportunity to talk about things that weren't talked about in the service, just because there's so much that we want to uh, dig into in the in the whole of Scripture. Um, but when you have 30 minutes to, to, to point the people of God towards one thing, it's so hard to do that. And so uh, this is just another avenue that you can engage with Scripture in a new and exciting way. And, and what has been so exciting for me is seeing this God that we read about in the Old Testament just really come to life, and, and the same God we read about that's working in the Old Testament is the same God that, that we serve today, and that's been a really exciting journey uh, for me to be on, and, and I hope it's been just as encouraging for you. So like I said, today we're going to be in the book of Judges, and the book of Judges is coming on the heels of uh, the people of Israel, God's chosen people, moving into the promised land. So last week, as we discussed in Joshua, God had given them uh, a land as a part of this covenant that he had made with them, saying he was going to bless them to then reflect his image and his glory for the world to see. So he's blessing them to be a blessing. A part of the covenant that he had made with them was that they would have this land that was set aside that they could be uh, his people and, and he could be their God. And and there's obviously a lot of brokenness in that, but the nature of a covenant, like we've talked about over and over again, is that uh, because they were in a covenant, God was never going to not fulfill his end uh, of the deal. Um, God was always going to be faithful even when Israel wasn't faithful, and God is always faithful even when we aren't faithful. And so they were commanded to go into this land, um, but the land was kind of overrun with these uh, this, this group of people that was like a really, really rough around the edges group of people. And that's, that's putting it lightly. Um, and, and so God said, you like, go in, this is the land I've promised you go in and take it over. And, and I don't want to get into the details of like war and conquering the old Testament. I think Brad did a really good job of that in the Joshua podcast. So, uh, if you haven't had to get uh, haven't had a chance to check that out, I would encourage you to um, to pop back and listen to that. He talks about uh, God's command for war and how we uh, digest that and what, what we make of it. Um, but, but they were told to go into this land and to conquer it and take it over. And uh, what, what I think is important to remember about the taking over is that when God chose a people, when he, when he went to Abram, he said, I'm going to be your God and you're going to be my people. I'm going to give you a great nation. Um, he was meeting the people of the world where they were at at that time. And so he took cultural norms and he's shifting them. And, and a lot of times when we see it, we see it like in Leviticus uh, and we'll see it here in, in, in Joshua and Judges. And what God is doing is taking something that would be a cultural norm 
and he's shifting it towards valuing life. So one of the examples uh, I like to give is like uh, a lot of these people, a lot of their gods were dictating that you engaged in sacrifices of some sort, but uh, they wouldn't always be animal sacrifices. A lot of times it would be like child or, or woman sacrifices. And so like you get this really barbaric way of going about the sacrificial system. And so God in meeting the people where they're at saying, okay, I'm going to utilize sacrifices so you can understand the value and, and the preciousness of life and how sin causes death and this brokenness, but I came to give you life. But in order for uh, there to be life, like you need to experience the the brokenness of the sin through death. And so um, God takes what would have been a cultural norm, like human sacrifices, and, and, and shifts it to a way that they could understand it, but it's still valuing human life who were created in the image of God. And so the purpose for Israel wiping out the people who inhabited the land at that time uh, is that they were so far from where God had directed the people of Israel to be and like as a state of heart and what was going on in their soul that it, they knew it would inevitably lead the people uh, of Israel away from the covenantal faithfulness. And so, like I said, it's not talking about like they, they ate different things. It's not talking about like, oh, they just had a, a few different beliefs. Like they were they were practicing these like really, really difficult to swallow things. Uh, and so God says like, I, I don't want that as a part of where you guys are worshiping me. And so uh, as you go into the land, make sure that you drive them out. Uh, but what we see in the book of Judges is instead of driving them out of the land, like they move in and, and they kind of partially complete the job, but they don't go to the degree that God asked them to go. And, and so we see this like kind of cultural acceptance and moving towards um, like coexisting, which again, at its core is not a bad thing, coexisting with people who are different than you. Uh, but God knew the state of Israel's heart and, and, and what he commanded them. And, and if sin is disobedience to God, what Israel sinned in was an unwillingness and an unfaithfulness to what God had asked them to do. And so they start to give their hearts to the, the gods that they were worshiping. They start to adopt some of their practices. And when I was reading in preparation for this, I was in chapter two and it just broke my heart. In chapter two, verse 10, it says, and all that generation were also gathered to their fathers. So they, they died and another generation passed on and there arose another generation after them who did not know the Lord or the works that he had done for Israel. Now, keep in mind, the people who were entering the promised land were a generation that had to grow up in the wilderness because the generation that went before them were unfaithful to the covenant and couldn't enter it. And so they had departed from it in that way and an unwillingness to enter the promised land. This next generation coming up, it says, again, there was another one who, who grew up and didn't know the Lord or the work he had done for Israel. And that especially as like a student ministry pastor, that broke my heart to think of this entire grouping of people who grew up not knowing what the Lord had done for Israel. And then the more I started to think about it, the more it, it became really apparent like how wild this was, thinking back through like to not to not trust in the Lord and, and make an active and willful decision to, to not put your trust in the Lord and, and fulfill your end of the covenant. 
I, th- I think it would be unwise if you were in their situation, but at some point, like God gave us free will and I get it, but to not even know, to not even know the, the works of the Lord, to not even know the things he had done for Israel just shows the older generation that was all passing away. They were really unfaithful to the covenant because like he had done big things. This is the same God and the same people that like he delivered from slavery in Egypt through like really miraculous uh, ways that were the plagues. Like he just sent frogs all over Egypt. Like what? That's so wild. He sent, he sent like storms from heaven. He sent the, 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 the Passover so that like the firstborn would die if there wasn't like he did really miraculous things. And every time he said he would do something, he, he, he went for it. And so to not know the works of the Lord, this is the same God who like when they were running away from slavery in Egypt and and they were kind of backs against the wall up against the Red Sea, that God parted the Red Sea and they crossed over on dry ground. This is the same God that in the wilderness, when they were uh, unable to have enough food to go around, God provided them food day by day. And so a whole generation grew up in the sense that like they didn't know who God was or what he had done for Israel. And to me, that's incredible. Uh, but but unfortunately, because the new generation that was being raised up didn't know about the ways of God, didn't know about the incredible works that he had done, things just get worse from here. And we see this spiral downwards where like God raises up a leader for, for a moment in time to, to deliver the people from the sin that Israel was like willfully in, in, engaging with. He delivers, or sometimes she delivers the people um, by the power of God, the people of Israel, delivers them from whatever they're engaging with at any given time. Uh, but then the people like get excited for a moment, and then things start to go downward, and they spiral out of control. And uh, one of the uh, phrases that's used over and over again in Judges is, everyone did what was right in their own eyes. Because they had forgotten the ways of God. They'd forgotten the things that God had done. And just time and time again, the cycle of like God raising up a leader, a judge, a, de- a deliverer for, to, to redeem the people out of whatever mess they've gotten themselves into. And then they get excited and then things spiral out of control and they get worse and worse and worse and they, they choose not to follow God and they make active and willful decisions to disobey him and everyone does what was right in their own eyes. And if you dig into the book of Judges, like it's some really perverse and really hard stuff to deal with. Like it, it, there's, there's stories in there that are like hard to stomach and, and this isn't a new thing. I think a lot of times we look around uh, at um, at uh, the state of culture today and we get this idea of like, oh, I just wish, I wish things could go back to the way they were when everyone was just like a God follower and, and everyone was like this, this religious evangelical people and I wish we could just take it back to those days but I think it's important to remind us that like we're we're there's no perfect time in history this is the people of God who had made a 
covenant with, like personally, and it was supposed to be passed down from generation to generation. If anyone should have got it, it should have been them. But we we see them in Judges existing in the state of everyone doing what is right in their own eyes. And it ends up in a mess. In a mess and people are far from God and ends up in tons of brokenness. Like nothing good other than the things that were from God himself. Nothing good happens. And it's this really hard thing to deal with. But it's so important for us to remember that we are one generation away. One generation away from forgetting about the ways of God. As the people of God in 2020, we have a distinct an important responsibility to, to herald the banner of Jesus, to raise it high and to teach not only our generation, but the next generation uh, about who God is and about what God has done, the incredible things he has done for us. And as we raise that banner of high, marching forward, introducing Jesus to people who are currently not following him. But we're one generation. If we are unfaithful to the covenant, we're one generation away from, from, from people not knowing about the ways of the Lord. And for me, that, that invigorates me, that excites me. That there is still work to be done. God is working and moving amongst us. And there is so much that we have to do that we just need to stay laser focused on, on teaching the next generation about the ways of the Lord. On reaching out to our friends and neighbors about the ways of the Lord so that we can continue to raise the banner of Jesus high for all to see.